Oh, fucking tired. It's impressive, Joe. What? All the fucking pipes you got up here. I know. <laughs> just, <laughs> I, I would. I would hang my. Do you hang your clothes up there to dry them? Uh, no, I don't think I because they're uh, those are pipes for like the bathrooms and stuff. Uh, so I think they would smell bad. Probably. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to touch those. Yeah, pipes. you smell like shit. Yeah. <laughs> and like uh, Drew was talking about it. I made a video earlier. I was just showing like the setup and stuff like that how, about how I was just gonna change it. I'm gonna put it on the Patreon because I'm about to start one. You just, got a fucking. Oh, you don't have a Patreon. Yet. I'm, I'm going to start one. Nice. Yeah. So I'm gonna do that. Uh. But I got this lamp now. I had to buy a lamp. Uh, what else did I do? I bought these cords. I got a speaker. I bought a mic stand. I got a stand for the speaker. Like Shit. I'm moving up. Yeah. You, you, next thing, we're going to get you a fucking headboard and oh yeah, maybe a, a rug. Uh, that's what no, I'm planning on getting a rug. Man, look at you making adult decisions and shit. <laughs> it kills me sometimes What I wanted to do Was I wanted to get that table And I wanted to put it on the side And then you on the chair Just been like a late night talk show mm-hmm. like, Oh, uh, so I hear you, uh, you got a baby now <laughs> <laughs> Get your little fucking desk <laughs> Coffee mug with dust in it <laughs> Yeah I like that I have no uh, like uh, point of reference for uh, like home decorating, interior design, interior what they call design, it. Yeah. I no fucking. I was living by myself in this two bedroom, uh, like a duplex. It wasn't mm-hmm. an apartment complex, but it was like one structure and two different tenants, right? You know, and uh-huh. it's two bedrooms here, two bedrooms on the other side. For the longest time, I was you know there by myself, and it came with furniture. They said. The, when they showed me it, it was like, all this furniture can be yours. It's like fucking right. <laughs> like, I don't have to buy a couch or a dinner table. <laughs> so I stayed with it, and there was there was a, a coffee table. About it was furnished. It was fur- it, yeah. there wasn't a bed or anything, but like living room was furnished. Uh-huh. And there was like a, a coffee table about this size, and then there was one that you know was identical, but it was just it was a, more of a rectangle, longer, right? Uh-huh. So I took the, the the long one, and I want to say I put it. The TV stand, the entertainment center, and I had the little coffee table for the fucking coffee table. And then I, my homeboy moved in, and he swapped them. The little one was holding the TV, and the, I was like, "This makes so much more fucking sense. <laughs> we got more room to put shit down. Like, why didn't I oh, think of this? Fuck. It's because I don't suck dick, Joe. I don't think that bad. <laughs> Interior designers, they, stereotypically, they are gay." Yes. Okay, so I'm not wrong. I'm speaking in generalizations, but but also I I know some like people like most guys don't really do that. Right. I get that. But like I feel like if you just if you just paid a fucking attention. Yeah, if you just paid attention because I could use that little uh thing right there in the corner. I could use yeah. that for the TV. I have it there because like I have my laptop and my TV, so I connect them together. So yeah. I have like bigger stuff. Like I don't really give a shit. I'm a, I'm a dude, and I'm a bachelor, and it's just like whatever's easier for me. Right. Like I mean, this makes sense. You got a little desk area. It doesn't look like your entertainment center. It looks like a workspace. It's basically what it is. Yeah. I write. I do my homework or whatever, and stuff like that. I mean, but does your wife like redecorate the house? It's all her. Okay. I just deal with it. I just live there, man. <laughs> I have my room now. We we were in a three bedroom. I think last time I talked to you. Oh was, yeah, yeah, it's been a minute. We were in a <laughs> good yeah, nice. Good way to plug this fucking name. Stupid. 
shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a every time. It, um, so we moved into a four bedroom house, moving on up, right? Uh huh. And so now I got my own room back. I'm not in the garage. I, I got the garage too. I kind of, that's my space, and I also have my own room. So I get so, to decorate so that. Your room, is it like a man cave or? I don't want it to be a man cave. I don't want it to like, go in there and watch fucking sports because then it's useless. I put my my curtains up. You've seen my monthly thing, the what's happening. Yeah. I had the green curtains as the backdrop. So I, I immediately hung up those green curtains, and that'll be the backdrop for that. So it'll be like a workspace. Right. So okay. I'll, so that's one. That's where the windows are. There's another corner. There's some empty space that I want to turn into another uh sketch or a fucking recurring podcast or you know uh, i want it to be somewhere that i go and work and not somewhere that i go and you know kick my feet up and just ignore my family i mean if you, are you thinking about doing a podcast i am i, I am what uh what really I, I wanted to talk to interesting people like so many of these comedy podcasts they just have other comics talking to comics and inevitably, the podcast becomes about comedy. Yeah, for the most part. And there's, it's a dime a dozen. So, yeah. What really, because I had played with this idea in my head, and that's how all of them start. They start up here and they stay up there for longer than they should. And eventually, I fucking do something about it. And I was at work. I was talking to this cop who he was retiring from the force because of. You, you you see the fucking news. You see how cops are being portrayed, and you know it's uh, a couple of them got shot recently. Right. So it's uh, the job isn't what it was when he started. And I'm just like making small talk, and we hit it off. You know, some people you just you're able to talk with. Mm-hmm. Like, and uh, and he was just telling me about all this. Uh, you know, he's getting complaints about shit that really ain't worth complaining about. Just people. Uh, you know, being shitty or, or nitpicking or whatever. And this is the way he was talking. I was like, I want to get this on paper. I want people to hear uh, the perspective of a cop who, who liked being a cop, but it was tearing up his, his own mental health and his uh, relationship with his family. So he got out of it. And I felt like it was uh, a perspective worth hearing. That is, yeah. A lot of people want to hear about that. You know, I, I would personally. Right. So, yeah. so it just, I would have on an occasional comic, you know, but I got a buddy who does artwork. I mean, badass artwork. I bought a couple of pieces. I've, I was promoting his shit, just sharing. Cause it was just like, it was dope. So I, I I'd like to pick his brain cause he's, mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's had a day job. I think he's, you know, he's stayed pretty consistent. Uh-huh. Uh, so, I mean, just, just neat people, if you will, is what I, wanted to interview. So like Joe Rogan basically. Yeah, minus the N-word, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could fit a few of them in there, but <laughs> I honestly, uh from hearing the the recordings and watching them, I was just like, he's trying I get what he was doing. It, based on the context, he was trying to use the word and trying to be trying to describe something else. Trying to trying to be uh, a general in a way. Yeah. But the fact that he actually said it just pissed some people off. Yeah. I'm, I don't want to die on this fucking hill, but I've got like some Richard Pryor albums. Uh huh. And do you know the names of them? No. That N words crazy, um, bicentennial N word. Like, 
And if I'm describing these albums, like, hey, Joe, what's the name of this album? <laughs> I feel like it's somewhat juvenile to be like, oh, it's Bicentennial N-Word. Like, yeah. I, I feel like you're giving the word too much power, but I can see how some people don't want to hear it. It's a word, you know, shouldn't be used freely. But I will also say the way the pe- that person cut it made it look really bad. Oh yeah, it was malicious. Yeah, yeah you trying to tear down this fucking dude? Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna give context. <laughs> no, who needs context anymore? Well, no, we got a bald headed white dude saying the n word. That's all we need. <laughs> we to got know. him. We got him. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I don't know. Man. This is when you get too big. There were a lot of people trying to take you down. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed the podcast. Some episodes I do, some I don't. But I mean, he's a, a respected dude. He's, I don't know. I feel like the, your track record kind of speaks for itself. Yeah, you know what I mean? For the most part, yeah. But, you know, if you don't want to listen, don't listen. I don't. I don't really want to talk about this, Joe. <laughs> Whoever does listen to this is going to hold this against me. But no, nah, man. Hold I'm, what against you? I don't know. I just like uh, I feel how I feel and I get how, you know, people may feel differently and that's fine. But I, the words given too much power. I, someone described it like there's a difference in saying like, like you're a bitch. And then like, hey, Joe, the word bitch is like it's being used in this way or it's been, you know what I mean? If I say the word, it's not the fact that I'm saying it. It's what do I mean when I say that word? Yeah. For the most, well, bitch specifically, uh, I was watching some video that, uh, there were some NBA players and one of them called another one a bitch. And they were like, that's the worst word you can say to another man. Yeah. Bitch. Right. And I was just like, I say it all the time. And it was like, to me, if somebody calls me a bitch, I don't get mad. Right. But that's because I grew up a certain way. Like, mm-hmm. I grew up with people calling me a bitch, and I'm calling them, like, all right. the time. I'm like, don't be a bitch. Don't act like a bitch. Now, the context of the word, that's what matters the most. Right. Yeah, like, I mean, it's been beaten to death, but, like, you know, a group of women you know, calling themselves bitches amongst each other. Yeah, nowadays. I, I'd be damned if I call my wife a bitch. <laughs> like, it's just, it's not a word I choose to describe her with, you know, but. And I wouldn't either. I wouldn't describe a woman like that. Right. Some women act like bitches, though. Yep, I see, yep. You know, but, I mean, like I said, it's just, it's just not a word I choose to use, but. It, I don't feel like there's any like sacred word that, you know, a certain group of people shouldn't say, there, but there isn't like for Hispanics, like we don't give a shit. You can call us whatever the fuck you want. My wife hates the word wetback. Really? Can't fucking stand it. And it's like, I get it, but like, it doesn't affect me. Right. So if it upsets you, then, you know, that's cool. I come from a group of friends who use the N word amongst each other and I, I was, you know, using it to describe my friends the same way you call someone a dude. I quit fucking saying it. I, so I, I grew up in a leaf. So you know, you <laughs> we used to say it. All, I used to say it. I my friends used right. to say it all the time. We used to say it to each other. Uh, the one thing that has changed within me, though, I don't say it anymore because I moved out of a leaf and I lost connection to it. Right. I feel like once I got out of there, once you got to get back to your roots, Joe. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's do it on the podcast. <laughs> 
You forgot where you're from, dog. <laughs> Fuck the matter. Some- <laughs> <laughs> no, but th- that's the true thing. Like, I-, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, I don't say it anymore, and I choose not to say it because I don't live in that environment. Right. But I- maybe you're the same way. I stopped saying it before I started comedy. So it's not like I changed my vocabulary to like be politically correct. Like I made this decision on my own because I felt like it sounded uh, simple. It, w- it was a lazy way of talking and, and it just wasn't like who I was. It was just the, the environment I was around. Right. So once yeah. like you, you get yeah. away from that people, uh, away from those people, away from that environment. It's like I don't even speak this way. Exactly. So. Yeah, my vocabulary changed, the the people right. I hang around with changed, everything in my environment changed, so it's no longer a part of me. Right. So that's how I was like, oh, I can't say it anymore. Yeah. I mean, you can, but you should. Well, not on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me shut this off real quick. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to some real talk. <laughs> yeah. That's a crazy thing, man. Yeah. It's all about language. Yeah, it's... uh. I I enjoy like learning new words and uh, I don't know it's it's a beautiful thing uh, that's one thing I did learn doing comedy is that like don't repeat the same word in a joke so like if I'm like trying to set something up and I have to use the same word twice go out of my way to describe it differently the first go round that way the the word actually means something uh, it's not yeah, repetitive th- I learned the same thing. Yeah, I don't want to repeat the same word over and over again. So yeah, yeah. And and it w- once you like you're speaking a lot, you know, to a group of people, or you know, you're doing this, you know, often, you'll notice other people who like speak publicly and they, they fucking suck at it, <laughs> and not just trying to make people laugh, just talking, yeah, just talking. I got a one of my, my bosses, he'll trail off his points and say uh everything like that you know things like that and all that you know all everything like that it's like you said that fucking 20 times in a in a 10 minute speech you know shut the fuck up it's, like, it's kind of like uh when somebody's talking it's like no i'm saying no i'm saying it's a tick yeah it's a tick, it's a yeah. tick. and it gets annoying once you hear it you know it does get annoying but the, i don't think that the person that is doing that knows that no <laughs> completely oblivious yeah it's weird <laughs> It's a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to like listen to old like screw tapes. Mm-hmm. You ever listen to like DJ Screw? Like these old uh, fucking No, I don't think I have. Oh my god. Oh, it's no I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no I'm saying. <laughs> like, god damn dog. <laughs> I can't believe I was listening to this shit in my <laughs> teenage years. I was a fucking moron. Yeah, we all were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some more than others, but I don't know. I feel like like it's a crazy thing because you've lived a crazy life yourself, but you you're also you're one of the wiser young people that I've met. Well, thanks, Joe. Yeah, but that's because you lived and you've done a lot. I yeah, I feel like I was one of those that uh, had to do the wrong thing to find out. Like like trial and error. I think that's the way it's. Oh, I'm, the, like, I'm the same way. Yeah, yeah. You know, I fuck up a lot. <laughs> no, trust me. No, but you came a long way. Look, you got a fucking box spring. You, 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 it's off the floor. Like I think that's success right that there is, in and of is. itself, dude. It's just, it's just having your bed like two inches off the floor. That's if it, it weren't that's for my wife, my box spring would be on the floor. <laughs> 
Fucking chicks coming over, like they can't judge me. The ma- they they make fun of you if your mattress is on the floor. They don't say shit about the box spring. Yeah, but if a girl has a mattress on the floor, you don't say shit. That oh, well, yeah. <laughs> You're just like, yeah. no, I wouldn't say nothing. <laughs> but if a guy does, the girl's gonna be like, oh, okay, what the fuck is wrong? Well, with we're this not guy? looking for the same thing, that you know. True. I'm looking to get laid. She's looking for someone to pay her phone bill. I guess. Yeah. So. Well, if it's already on the floor, like easy access, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't gotta. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I'm a father now. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah, Not yet. It's close enough. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. I, I a while ago, I you know, I, I guess I came to terms with what like women were looking for, what, what men were looking for in a general sense. Like men are looking for someone they, like to to be able to hang out with the chick after you come. Like, that's all you want. Give a fuck if she can cook, clean. Like, if I can bust a nut and still hang out with her, like... Yeah. It's generally what it boils down to. Because you can get a good cook and a... But it's just after you bust and it's just like, fuck. And she's still there? I can't stand this broad, you know? <laughs> but, so, 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 if you find a girl that after sex, you can still hang out with her and have a good time. Like, you found your soulmate... Like, let it go. That's it. Tie it down. But women look for, like, a provider, a protector, a, a soulmate, a listener. You know what I mean? Like, a motivated individual. And it's like, I can't be all that. Yeah, there's so many parameters that you have to go through before. So that's why the yeah. standards are different. Yeah, that's true. You know? I was very, I'm, I'm still a very shallow individual. I'm pretty face. I can, yeah, you get your body decent. Like that, I got lucky that she's smart. <laughs> I got, I was blessed <laughs> that she had a college education. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it wasn't uh, a requirement at all. She, <laughs> <laughs> she could have been a, a, a homeschool dropout for all I give a shit. I didn't care. Oh, that's stuff. That's just extra. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I used to like dumb women, but now I don't think I could do it. That's the thing. Like I've been with women, and exactly what you said. After you come and they're still there, sometimes you're like, mm, "What are you still doing here?" You do know? you think they think the same way? What do you mean? Like, like if they're not looking for something serious, like after sex, like are they looking at you the same way you look at them? You need to get a female in here, Joe. Yeah, we need to talk to a woman about this. You got one on your phone? <laughs> uh, yeah, but let's it's, call your mom. See how she feels about this. I got one, but she's in a video. If you want to watch that, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't make this fucking weird, Joe. <laughs> That's my forte. I like I like making it weird. I don't know why. I just it, it's I like it when it makes me laugh when other people are uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I just always been like that. Uh, when I was younger, I used to just say some weird shit just right. to see people's reaction. Huh. Like, I like reactions. doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Right. Just if I get a reaction. You want to see the turn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can't relate, man. I've always been like a people pleaser. Like, even, like, I like so many different genres of music. Like, if you'd get in the car, we had like a, like a long ride to a gig or whatever. It's like, what are you what are you into? And like whatever country, rock or jazz or blues. Like I go, All right. I can I find something I can get down to that you would also like. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, you're making it comfortable for yourself and the other person at the right. same time. So I'm I'm kind of I'm very go with the flow ish. I mean, I'm like that too. I, I try to do the same thing. But you also ruin people's day for your own entertainment. Sometimes, yeah, it's, it's so fun. You're such a dick. <laughs> I've been told that before, actually. <laughs> and I don't know what it is. It's just, uh, it's just in me for some reason. Like when I was a kid, I did. Uh, I was in middle school. I remember I was sitting at the lunch table with my friends and stuff, and I had a spoon, and I put it in my mouth, but I put it backwards. I put like, <laughs> I put the fork. Uh, the it was like a uh, that fork spoon. Uh, a spork. A spork. I put it backwards in my mouth. And then the principal came in. He was like, take that out of your mouth. I'm like, no. So then he takes me to the office. My dad, he calls my dad. My dad comes in and he shows him what I was doing. <laughs> and my dad's looking at me like this stupid motherfucker. Let me give you a visual, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Esquivel. <laughs> 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 And I don't know why I did it. I was just like, I was a dumb kid, but I liked making people mad. Yeah. It's just, but I wasn't like that before. Like my mom told me when I was younger, I used to have friends and hang out and have a good time, but something changed. Did I don't you, know. Did you like get hit in the head or something? No, I think it was uh, moving to a leaf, okay. being in that type of environment. From because, where? Uh, I, I used to live in the, it was still in the Southwest, but it was off of Bel Air. It was oh. in HISD. I went from HISD to a leaf. Gotcha. And then that change happened. Cause I was, when I was younger, I was hanging around mostly Hispanic people. But then when I moved to A-Leaf, it was like hood Hispanics, blacks, Asians, and stuff like that. Mm. So it was a change of culture. Right. And then I remember one time I almost got stabbed by a 10-year-old. How old were you? I was probably like 11 or 12. Oh, well, you don't have to say a 10-year-old. You're like a yeah. classmate. <laughs> well, I, I'm trying to make okay. it entertaining. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking you're a grown-ass yeah. man on a fucking, you know, the wrong playground. You got caught. <laughs> so I was, uh, I was walking to school, right? And there was these three kids. There were, there were three black kids, and they were just walking on the opposite side of the street from me. They come up to me. We start having a conversation, this, this, and that. I'm like, what, what the fuck is going on? Who the fuck? They're just asking me questions, right? They're like, hey, where's your phone? I was like, it's right here. And I'm like, oh, let me see it. My dumb ass gave the fucking 10-year-old the phone, and he was like, oh, cool. Thanks for this. Try to put it in his pocket. I'm like, no, no, no. Give it back, motherfucker. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Give it back. Then he pulls out a knife. I was like, what are you going to do about it? And at that moment, I'm like, oh, shit. I think I'm going to call the police. (laughs) (laughs) Am I about to get stabbed by a kid right now? Like, what's going on? So he was just like, all right, motherfucker, I'm just playing with you. Gives me back my phone, and I just walk the fuck off, and I go to school. And that's how racism starts. (laughs) (laughs) From then on, Joe Esquivel started using the (laughs) N-word. Actually, that was... (laughs) (laughs) Nah. (laughs) But there were a lot of instances like that when I was growing up. It was it was a lot of racial tension, and it was a lot of gangs too and stuff like that. I remember I got jumped by these bloods one time. Mm. Uh, I was hanging out with some friends. I was playing Halo, Halo Three. That's how it always starts. I know, right? And I was walking down back to my house because we live nearby, and I was wearing a black shirt and like uh, khaki shorts. Okay, like and an essay. I was looking like well, yeah, 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 because I hung around with cholos and stuff. Right. I wasn't. I wasn't one of them, but I was associated. Like, I right. hung around with them. You were guilty by association. Basically. So, because I look like that, this dude comes up. Like, there's other, like, four people on the other side of the street. Four black dudes, right? One dude just walks across the street where I am, comes up to me. He starts asking me questions. like, hey, uh, what's your name? Where are you from? What school you go to? And I'm 
I already know what the fuck is happening, so I'm lying to him, right? Mm. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm this person. I go to this school, this and that. I'm in this grade. He's like, all right, cool. So I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, I need to get the fuck out of this situation right now. So I just start walking off, right? Next thing I know, I feel like boom, boom, boom in the back of my head. Everything's dark. Everything goes black. I black the fuck out. Oh, and then next thing I know, I'm on the ground. I'm on the ground. My knees are on the ground. I'm just like, what the fuck happened? My brain reboots, and I piss myself oh. a little bit, right? I piss myself, and I get up, and for some reason, I just start running. I'm just running down the street, right? And then I see uh, the other dude that was another dude that was with him just running with me. And I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? And then he's laughing and running, and I'm just like, what the fuck? And then I, I'm able to go home, and I'm yeah. just sitting there going like, what the fuck just happened? It was a weird. It was the weirdest shit. And yeah. the, the crazy thing about it is that dude that hit me, I had a class with him the following year. Right. Yeah. And then he asked me for a pencil. You know, nah, I'm a crip now, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> ah, ah, he starts shanking him with the pen. And the ten year old came out. <laughs> I brought backup, motherfucker. <laughs> me and the little homes. <laughs> Well, he's he's eleven now. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but like shit used to happen like that all the time for me. Yeah, I got I got real lucky because I went to a, a middle school with me and you know the friends that I the, the bad influences, if you will. And then I want to say it was like second semester of eighth grade, we moved to a neighborhood not far from my previous neighborhood uh-huh. and it zoned me to a different middle school for that last semester it also zoned me for a different high school than my friends were going to so my friends went to one high school i went to another for ninth grade and then race wars were breaking out at their high school Ooh. black versus brown and we had none of that we were fucking white kids just doing drugs and you know having unprotected sex just living it up they're over here fighting for fucking territory, and it was it was a blessing in disguise because my friends they were all Hispanic, but they like were fighting on the black side. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I could have done it. I mean, we weren't like essays. None of us spoke Spanish. We all like leaned into black culture, wearing FUBU and shit. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I so, grew up in that. So it was like. Like, they felt more black than they did fucking, like, you know, Sereno fucking MS-13 yeah. fucking Cholo type shit. So, it was just, uh, I guess it was a blessing in disguise because I could have got caught up in that shit. And I mean, the way I see it is not that it, it's not black, it's American. Right. It's We're more Americanized. Yeah. That's the biggest thing because right. I feel like a lot of people want to put race to it. It's like, no, this is our actual American culture. Like it's it also has to do with money too, how much money you have and where you live. Mm. But I don't I don't ever see it as like black, white, Hispanic, stuff like that. Well, they did. I know they, they did. Yeah, they <laughs> that's did. exactly how they they seen did. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they made the fucking news. And uh, yeah, it was crazy because they would you know come home with fucking shirts all torn, and I'd come back just as I went to school. Like, <laughs> Fuck happened over there, man. <laughs> you know. And they're in there getting beat actually. up in the restroom. I'm I'm getting my fingers dirty under the bleachers and shit. Like it was, hell yeah, yeah. No digging in my own asses. 
<laughs> I remember uh, when I was in high school and Katrina happened. Oh, no. Uh, all the people from New Orleans came over here, yep. and there were fucking fights. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't black against Hispanic or white. It was, it was New it was Orleans, New Orleans versus Houston. Yeah, yeah that was that. some crazy shit. And then uh, I used to work at these. I used to work security. I used to work private security off these uh, apartments off of Antoine, mm-hmm. and uh, it was near. Uh, I think it was like two ninety in Antoine, right? And there was some dangerous-ass apartments. Mm. And I remember one night, the cops were there because something happened, and I was talking to one of the police officers. And he was telling me about uh, the gangs from New Orleans that were coming over here were fucking up our people, right? The Houston Houston gangs or whatever. And he was like, yeah, man, they got us they got us last week, but our boys came back. This is a police officer. <laughs> this is a fucking police officer He's going He's rooting by. for the home yeah. team. <laughs> Our boys got them though. I'm like, not. Oh. I'm not much for baseball, but if I got a root for anyone, it's gonna be the Astros. Goddamn! I, I I felt pride and confusion at that moment. <laughs> I was like, damn, he's rooting for us, but he's also a cop, so I don't know uh, what the fuck to my say. Boys, get him back. Yeah, those fuckers were wild though, man. They were fucking come over here with fucking camo pants and dreadlocks and some shit we ain't seen before, man. Mm-hmm. I remember when they, I was in middle school too. Um, uh, I heard. That the the way they work in I don't know if it's all of Louisiana, but New Orleans, if you got convicted for a crime and they couldn't prove it within like sixty days, they had to let you out of county. Mm-hmm. So some of these cats were coming over here and committing major fucking felonies, you know, assaults, murders, what have you, and they were up in Harris County, fucking like no sweat, you know, I'll be I'll be out of here in sixty days. They're like, nah, 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 not here, Playboy. Nah. <laughs> They gonna keep you here till they can throw the book at you. Oh yeah, and uh, that uh, that kind of deterred some of you know uh, the crime. But yeah, it, it, the crime rate really did rise. It went up, yeah. After they got over here, man, they're fucking wild boys, man. That's how it is, though. Yeah, this is a different life. It's fun over there, man. You ever been to like like New Orleans? I've been to the casinos in Lake Charles. Okay, so no, uh, no, not Lake Charles. What's that? Is it Lake Charles? Baton Rouge, Lake Charles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I went to the casinos one time, but I haven't been to New Orleans. Like, uh, yeah, New Orleans. Okay. That shit's no. fun, man. They got, uh, you know, beignets, and that's about all I had was just the fucking sweet bread, man. That shit was good. I know that uh, they they have, like, a famous street, and everybody drinks all the time there. And yeah, it smells like piss. Does it? That's what I've heard. I didn't go. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just repeating what I've heard. What was that? What was that street called? Bourbon Street. Bourbon Street. Bourbon yeah. Street. Yeah, we went to Frenchman Street, which is all touristy now too. And uh, it, was, it was me and my wife, girlfriend at the time, and we were just looking for you know places to live music every other bar. It was it was pretty cool. And then there was this homely looking dude. He didn't smell like he'd been out for a long time, but you mm-hmm. could tell. You know, he was sleeping outside. He, he fucking mystic ass looking. He he like puts beads on me and my wife. And I was like, oh man, thanks. He's like like a New Orleans welcome. <laughs> and he just stands there and looks at us. I was like, oh, I ain't got no money, bro. <laughs> Does he take the beads back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we sit across the street, watch him do it to couple after couple. <laughs> oh, shit. I was like, 
Like, I didn't. I That's don't. one of those tricks. Because, like, if somebody gives you something, then you feel bad. And you're yeah. like, oh, maybe I should give him something. Yeah, he did, nah, yeah. I didn't want these stinky beads. All the fucking paint was scratched <laughs> off of them. These are from last year's Mardi Gras, dog. I'm good. <laughs> He'd been holding on to those. Yeah, no, these are his yeah. moneymaker, man. Yeah, and he was like, oh, I need these beads. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah, no, we, we've got a, a very limited bead supply. <laughs> oh, is it? Have you been to Mardi Gras? No, not once. No, me either. I, I don't know. I, maybe if I was younger, if I had the opportunity, I would have went. But now, you know, crowded streets full of drunk people just doesn't excite me like it used to. No, because you have comedy shows for drunk people that you can entertain. Yeah, yeah, I, I get my fill. Uh yeah, no Mardi Gras. Um, I'm trying to think what, like I've been to a few concerts as far as like big entertaining, you know. Uh, Events with like multiple people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very controlled environments, man. Like even, like my wife likes to dance, likes to country dance. Ooh, I don't okay. Fuck, I took her dancing to like hook her. Like, right, that was, I was like, ah, I gotcha. You might know. They ain't been dancing since. <laughs> But she likes it, and I, you know, sometimes I go with her. Sometimes she'll go on her own, and you know, between that or comedy shows, it's just very controlled. This is what we're here to do, not fucking just like uh, free for all. Fucking, you know what I mean? It just, yeah. I've been on Sixth Street when it was real crowded, and it just felt like a fight waiting to happen. Last time I went to Austin, it was really weird. I liked it though. I liked. I went. I went to go. I, I did some mics over there, and the mics kind of deterred me from because i was thinking about moving there mm. but it was on a sunday and apparently like that that was one of the worst days to go because mm. i went to three different mics nothing but comics in all of them yeah and on the third one it was called banana phone and it was a heckler mic so the whole idea is like comic goes on stage they have like three minutes of material they do like two three minutes of material then after that all the people in the audience just attack them no oh, shit and the crazy thing about it was like uh for the for the most of the comics that were white, it was just like dumb bullshit. Uh, you're ugly. Uh, you're stupid. This and that. But when the Hispanics came up, they were seeing some racist <laughs> and shit. It, it was one of those like, can y'all say that shit? What the fuck? Yeah. It kind of confused me. But uh, but then when I went up, I was like expecting that. And then I was wearing my glasses at the time. And I was like, oh, you look like a nerd. Uh, where's your Lego set? Like it was basically that type of yeah, shit. And yeah. I was I was kind of like uh, kind of mad about it because i was like damn it where's the racist stuff give, give me that right right yeah, i know how to deal with don't that don't give me the nerds shit. Yeah. <laughs> man if you grew up in a black neighborhood or like around black friends you learned how to roast they were just good at it they were better they just were oh man i used to get roasted all i was never good at roasting i was never good at it i went to school with a kid named andrew turner and we were in third grade and he called this black girl a dusty trick <laughs> and i didn't know what the fuck he meant but i saw the look on her face and it wasn't something good <laughs> she was pissed she fucking slapped him all right and i was like man what the fuck is a dusty trick i still don't know <laughs> <laughs> seriously no nah, man come on I mean, yo i'm pretty sure you've met some before yeah yeah i'm sure afterwards <laughs> what what do you think a trick is prostitute no a trick is a dude who pays for pussy oh okay it ain't tricking if you got, yeah, it. I got it you ever yeah. heard that okay yeah a trick is a john yeah because the a, prostitute turns tricks 
There you go. Now, okay, that makes more sense. Now you know what a dusty trick is. Okay, cool. I All don't right. think it applied to her, but the fact that he was saying it at such an early age really appalled her. It did really, yeah. So that in, in that way, it doesn't make sense. He may have not known what it meant. <laughs> <laughs> Probably that. Point is, it wasn't in my fucking vocabulary. It, I guess it was the way he said it. Yeah. The way he said it, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He probably thought the same thing I did. He heard it from somewhere. He didn't hear yeah. it from me. That's for goddamn sure. I'd... I mean, if you go down best now, you'll find a whole bunch of tricks. Yeah. Yeah. What was another? Someone else was telling me all these fucking famous streets to find hookers. There was a 290 and Antoine. Yeah, there were a whole bunch. Of, oh, I'll tell you this one story. Uh, okay, so I was working security one night. Uh, I had my partner with me. He was an older dude. Uh, he was in the Navy. And he used to teach me stuff like... Uh, he used to tell me, be focused, always watch your surroundings and stuff like that. You never know what the hell's going on. You got to watch my back because it was such a dangerous area and I had a gun with me. Oh, shit. Uh, so he would like tell me, hey, you got to be alert. And there was this one night we were walking the perimeter of the apartments and I see this dude with two girls, one on each arm, right? Walking down the street, all, you know, nonchalantly, whatever. But then I see a dude run up behind him, has a gun, puts it behind his head. Bam. Then all of a sudden, I see the dude with the gun running, and the two girls run with him. Oh. The guy that, that he got shot at was on the ground. He was holding his ear oh, because the gun went off right on his ear. Yeah. And then we went up to him, and we were like, hey, man, are you good? Uh, my, my partner was like, do you need an ambulance? He's just holding his ear. He's like, nah, man, I'm good. I got it. And then we were like, are you sure? Do you need an ambulance? He's like, no, nah, I'm good. He gets up, and he just starts walking off. Yeah, fuck. That's some, that's some savage shit. Yeah. I thought you witnessed a murder, Joe. I thought I did, too. You really let me down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good to know that he knew, like, okay, I fucked up. They got me. Good one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I'm pretty sure he grabbed his wallet while they're shooting the gun, and then they just ran off. Yeah. But that those girls were with him. I was, I was fucking. It blew you away. Tripping out. Yeah. I was yeah. just like, oh, shit, man. They're running a racket on these people. Yeah. It's uh, it's crazy, man. I, I think when I was exposed to like a lower income neighborhood, I, got, I was kicked out of my folks' house and I moved to Corpus. Did we talk about this? So um, talking about fighting my uncle. Oh yeah, 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 we did. Okay, so in that neighborhood, uh, it was our house, and then uh, my uncle's mom's house, and then a gas station. Right at that gas station. I think we even talked about this shit too. Little pamphlets full of sex offenders, local sex yeah, offenders. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it was just it was a it was a shock. It was a culture shock because I wasn't exposed to that environment, at least not not to that extent. You I know feel what like saying? it's good though to have that there just in case. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, fucking you look at the cashier. <laughs> How'd you get a job here, dog? <laughs> Picking out his next mark. But I think there was even, there was a little small apartment complex, not like, it was fucking, like like a a duplex, just, you know, like eight, nine, ten of them or whatever. Uh And apparently I'd slept through it, but there was this uh, shooting that happened, basically from the top balcony in front of our house. The dude got shot Uh and then made his way to the gas station and like an ambulance and all this shit. And my uncle and my aunt, they they wake me up and say, did you... You knew what the fuck was happening? I was like, no, what the fuck? Some dude got killed. 
Like he died, you know, on the way yeah. or whatever. And I was like, "Fuck, dude!" It was, it was just out of my comfort. It didn't scare me, but it was just like I had no prior experience of people getting shot in front of my house. You know? Shit, I used to have that all the time. Well, you lived in a leaf. Yeah, yeah, it happens. I'm just used to it now. Yeah, some crazy shit though. Like now that I moved over here uh, near downtown. Like the other day, you, you see the waffle bus, right? Yeah. The bad thing about it is, like, I just got uh, somebody got their car broken into right here on this street mm. for the first time that I've seen living here in two years. Oh, progress. <laughs> <laughs> you moving on up, Joe? <laughs> the fuck? You come from fucking Murderville, right? You come from Ailey. If you come from from Violence Daily, and now we yeah. got a wait, got a, a, a two months. You get one car card breaking in? Two years. Two years. Come two years, on, yeah. Look at you. Look at me. Look look at what I become. Fucking balling on these hoes. <laughs> I live in a studio apartment with <laughs> pipes hanging out of the ceiling. Come on, man. This ain't this ain't <laughs> lavish. Oh man, I've seen people do worse. Have you seen Adam Radcliffe's apartment? <laughs> no, I haven't oh, seen no, it. No, this place this is luxury. This beats it. Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> Still got a one-bedroom apartment, got bikes hanging from the ceiling like it's a garage or oh some shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's crazy. And the thing is, like, I used to be homeless. Oh, okay. And that was that was a crazy experience, too. Like, Where'd you sleep? On the uh, air mattress or on the floor. Outside? Inside. I got lucky. So you weren't homeless? Uh, no, I was homeless. You were nomadic. I was, I was living in my car. Okay. I was sleeping in my car sometimes, but then I moved over to a warehouse and it was uh, Scotty's old warehouse. Oh, yeah, that's what I was hoping. You remember that one? Uh, no, I've never been to any of Scotty's Hey, if you, haven't, if you haven't lived in Scotty's warehouse, you're not a real Houston comic. Apparently not. I'll, say, <laughs> I'll, say. I'll be a Dallas comic. I'll be an Austin comic. I don't give a fuck. No. Yo, it was the worst. <laughs> it was the worst time I've ever had. It was crazy. Because like, uh, some days, Scotty would come over, and he was like, hey, big dog, come on, let's go. Uh, at 6 a.m., I would get up. And I got on the back of his truck, and he would just take me somewhere to go do a job. You just had to go. <laughs> it was your landlord. <laughs> I just had to go, yeah, because he was helping me live there, right? Yeah. And then it was it was one day, I was in the back of the truck. It was cold as fuck, and I'm just shaking in the back of the truck, and I'm holding some shit so it doesn't fall off. Then after that, he buys me breakfast tacos, and I was just like, okay, I guess this is worth it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there was another time where uh, I wake up, I go take a piss, and then uh, I don't want to say his name, but like, uh, this comic is comes up because the door, there's no door in the bathroom, mm. right? So I'm taking a piss. This comic comes up behind me, grabs something, and he's just staring at my dick, like while I'm pissing. Do I know this person? Yes, you do. <laughs> I, I'll tell you after. All this, right. But I don't want to name names. But he's just staring at my dick, and I'm just like, "What the fuck is going on right now?" I'm just like, he's not a known homosexual, is he? He is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that narrows it down, man. So he's just staring at my dick. And the thing is, he's just like, just staring. And I'm just, I'm, I'm just sitting there pissing. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? And he gets even closer. And I'm just so confused. And all of a sudden he goes, hmm, and just walks the fuck off. Huh. So, so was this like, was he impressed? I don't think he was. Oh. But I was having a good dick day that day. Okay. But so you felt good about it. I felt fine because right. I was just like, okay, this isn't the worst it's been. Yeah. Yeah. It's because like there are some days where oh I just... dude, I was working out the other day, 
And I mean, shrimp dick. Yeah. It was like, I was like, oh, yeah, my veins are poking out, but the, yeah. the one that, that counts <laughs> was non existent. Oh my God. Okay. This is an embarrassing story. Uh, I was talking to this chick. I, I used to work at a, a grocery store, and I met this chick one time, and we were talking. And then when she was talking about how she likes to work out, whatever, I was like, I work out too. So we, I go to her gym. Mm. I'm working out. And like same thing that happens. I'm, 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 this was when I was working out back in the day, but like I was veining shrimp dick. Yeah. And she looks at me and she looks down and it, oh. Oh, that's, that's when I knew like, that's it. That yeah, was, I'm done working it. out. Yeah. <laughs> I may be fat, but I got a fat dick. Oh, yeah. That felt bad. Yeah. It, it happens sometimes because I know Victor Tran had a joke like that when I first started out. I think it was a couple of years ago where he's talking about when he works out, mm. his dick gets smaller. And mm. I was like, oh, shit, that does happen. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm guessing it's because the blood flows going everywhere else. Yeah. But, uh, you know, no excuses, man. No bad dick days. <laughs> I should have took my Viagra beforehand. <laughs> yeah. I remember one time I showed it to this chick in high school. I was like, fuck, that wasn't my best outing. Well, what was her reaction? She played it off cool. Like, it didn't make me feel like she was a couple years older than me. She probably, like, you know, was, like, willing to hold it She's seen a couple dicks in her time. Yeah, yeah, and barely this wasn't the worst one. <laughs> or that, or she's a hell of an actress. This bitch could have won a, an Academy Award. Because I was like, no, you don't feel as bad as I do? <laughs> How old were you? Oh, ninth grade? Ninth grade. 14? Yeah, 14, 15. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Damn. Bold enough to pull it out, but, you I've, know. I've never done that, so. Well, we all get there, Joe. You will have your time. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm too old. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you just got to do it in front of fucking other men in bathrooms. <laughs> really, that's where you shine. <laughs> I did it. it was, I, did, I did it, but somebody was watching, so, okay. Yeah. I guess I could say. Was it Jamal? No. Okay. No, this person uh, I was living in the was living in a warehouse with me. That narrows it down a lot more too. Yeah. Okay. It, it, I think I, I know who it was. I think you know exactly who it was. Okay. Well, if it is who I think it is, I'm, I don't think he's you know packing either. So it's probably nothing to be. It's not Drew. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, okay. I was just because Drew's a smaller individual. I feel like if we keep going anymore, it's gonna get bad for both of us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay we'll leave it alone. No, I'll tell you afterwards. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But I'm not. I feel like I'm playing a game of guess who. Yeah, you are. The whole time, you're just naming names. Is it Bob Morrissey? Like. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you name drop. <laughs> to deter. You're like, it was it Bob. No, but it wasn't Bob. Okay. It so wasn't Bob. We're even closer now. Yeah. But anywho. Um, yeah, man. So, like, you're about to, your wife's about to pop. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty it. much. March. 16th is 16th. the expected due date. But we'll see, you know, any any second now, any time. So I, do you do you think, like, your, your comedy is going to be different afterwards? Different, No. Um, I don't know, maybe, and you, know, you get a different perspective having a kid. I've noticed that like, I got a nine to five and sometimes I got to deal with like other people's children being around while I work, you know, cause I go inside people's houses to do my job. Uh-huh. And I used to be like, man, fuck, I, I didn't want to get to know the kid. Just get, get this fucking thing away from me. <laughs> 
I don't care. Well, it's probably one of those things like you're going to love your kid but hate everybody else's. But now I've like I've noticed myself like saying hi, saying bye, you know, just oh being nicer, being yeah, because like, I'm about to have one of these things. You know? <laughs> the way you say it, one of these things. Yeah, know. it's a responsibility, dude. Yeah. So I've, I've I've already noticed myself getting softer, if you will. So I, I imagine it will change it in a way. It'll be subconscious. I won't. I don't think I'll be able to like. Oh, I got. I know that it's different in this way. But well, you're, you're having a girl, so that's gonna change you. Yeah, that's it'll change you. Yeah, it'll it'll take on its own, you know, way of of my uh, me, me growing because of it. Uh, that'll happen naturally. But uh, hey, maybe you'll be less of a misogynist on stage. No, 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 no man! Come on, that's gonna make you even more. I can't lose my essence, Joe. I have misogyny. You have the N word. We have our own things. We can't. We can't just lose our essence, man. This is who I am. Deep down inside, you know. I, I think it, it's kind of like because I grew up in like a single parent household for a little while. Like uh-huh. you make fun of what you love and what you know, and like I know what living with women is like. I had a mom and I had a sister. And shortly thereafter, I had like a, like a steady, if not a girlfriend, I had. Uh, an on and off relationship i had you know girls around for the most part so like i i I have a deep understanding you've always been around women yeah and i feel like i know how to make fun of them without making them feel attacked i wish i could do that but but it does get repetitive like i said if the first joke doesn't land and it's a, of a misogynistic nature. Like the Valentine's Day show. I got more of this shit loaded. If you didn't like that first joke, these next 10 are going to make you hate me. And I'm not oh, I'm not doing anything different. I, But I throw around like sarc- sarcastic misogyny in my house yeah. all the time. But she knows I'm joking. So she's like my one woman audience and it works. But when other people don't get me, it just comes off like mean. So when you do it with her and then you do it in front of an audience, does it get does it get a laugh? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I got a way of like like setting it up and not making myself look like a complete dick. Like I'm not. Because I think if that's the case, then it's good that you have somebody to bounce that off of. Yeah. But I mean, she's got a better sense of humor than most. You know, she's willing to, to take it in stride. Oh yeah, she does. She's, she's, she's yeah. told me many times that she hates going to mics and listening to all these freaking newer comics because they suck. Yeah, yeah. Like I know, like it's crazy. So I don't want it to like stop my sense of. I don't want it to change my what I think is funny, but I do want to be able to talk about my daughter in a way that I'm not like shitting on her for you know being a girl, right? That's that's pretty rudimentary that's pretty you know simple yeah i want to make fun of her for who she is <laughs> and what she looks like you know <laughs> yeah that's the way to do it there's just uh you know and i'm sure i'll make fun of myself and how i you know what if she's funny though your daughter i'm hoping she will be my parents weren't <clears throat> funny uh, I, I think we may have touched on this too like my parents had no sense of humor i can't remember uh, my dad telling stories that were funny or my mom having any particular sense of humor that I can remember. You know, nothing 
that would uh inspire me to be here now right uh-huh. but between me you know constantly trying to make jokes and 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 my wife you know taking it in stride and having her own little you know comebacks and shit like mm-hmm. i hope that it will foster an environment that my kid can make me laugh why else would you have kids to pass on your legacy fuck that <laughs> legacy <laughs> I got a couple of guns and childhood trauma. Like, what the fuck am I gonna give her? I, I, I want her to 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 be a funny kid, you know, in her own way. I don't want to like birth a comedian because that means obviously I did something wrong. Really? You, you think so? Yeah, I think most of us, you know, end up here because of fucked up childhoods. Mm. Any good comedians are their kids funny? No. Okay, so uh, Richard Pryor, right? We talked about Richard Pryor. Yeah. I saw his kid. His daughter? No, his son. Okay. One of his sons at the improv. Mm-hmm. And he had the same cadence as him, but he just wasn't funny. See what I'm saying? It was crazy. And like you'd expect Some Richard that... Pryor's son to be funny. It doesn't. It's not. It doesn't translate. It's not like athletic genes. Uh-huh. You don't, you know what I mean? You don't, you're not birthed funny. I mean, some people are though. Yeah, but I think that's like one in a million type thing. I think nine times out of ten times out of ten, man, it's 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 nurture. It's not nature. It's the environment you came up in. It's Kevin Hart being a small black kid in a rough Philadelphia neighborhood and having to make people laugh to to keep them from fucking with him. You uh-huh. know what I mean? It's. It's Richard Pryor being born in a brothel, you know? It's not a loving home. You don't you don't get a loving home and get funny out of it. I'm sure there are outliers. Yeah, that's But a you good don't point. just I have I will have to leave my family <laughs> in order to make my daughter funny. <laughs> and that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make, Joe. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, if I have a kid, and th- if they decide to be comedians, I don't, I don't, I don't want to push that on somebody because it's a tough life, right? And if my kid does decide to be a comic, of course I'm gonna, you right. know, help them out. You know, well, you'll show them out. to someone who is funny. <laughs> I'll be doing the same thing, Joe. But I would, I would, I would want them to do something better, like right. a doctor, a lawyer, or whatever. Do something that can help them and other people at the same time. Well, if that's what the fuck they want to do, I think Eddie Murphy started going to you know like shows and shit at like a teenager. His parents had to drive him. Chappelle too. So, and it was fostered. They they were. Maybe it's not what they wanted, but this is what he wants. Give it a shot. And that, I think, means the world. Even if Dave Chappelle or Eddie Murphy didn't come to be who they are now, the fact that your parent is willing to be behind you in whatever endeavor you choose, I think that means the world. Yeah, because when I told my dad I was going to be a comic, he was just like, uh, can you get a job first? <laughs> well, <laughs> He was like, can you get a full-time job and then afterwards you can do it? Well, see, he's got a plan at least. He had a I plan, mean, there's, yeah. You know. I had one too, uh, not to do that. Yeah, well. 
How's that working out? I got my own place. Yeah, no. You got a box spring. <laughs> hey, Dad, look at me now. You got Wi-Fi? <laughs> you got a blanket for curtains? I mean. Yeah, I'm living it up. I'm, some people don't have blankets, Joe. Damn. Yeah. I was thinking, uh, the other day I had an epiphany. And uh, I've always, uh, lately here I've been shitting on like these Gen Z kids dancing in front of their phones, doing TikTok dances and shit. And it's like, man, I don't fucking get it. I wouldn't do it. And Yo, then, what if your kid's going to be like that? So I thought about me as a kid watching, you know, SmackDown on Thursday and Monday Night Raw. And, and no one watched it with me. You know what I mean? My dad never bought a pay-per-view WrestleMania. I was into the shit. The Rock, Stone Cold, Kane, Undertaker, Hardy Boys. Same. Uh, Rikishi, fucking the Dudley Boys, the the uh, Scotty Too Hotty. Oh, like yeah. I was into wrestling. They all knew it. They knew pay-per-views were coming on. No one bought me a fucking SummerSlam. And <laughs> that's that, that phrase is just so funny. You see what I'm saying though? <laughs> yeah, I get it. No one. And they never did. I was the same way. Then nobody ever bought me a pay per view. So, it, 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 even if I didn't, I wanted to be a wrestler. I wanted to be a fucking. You know what I mean? But even if that wouldn't have happened, obviously it didn't. But like, it would have meant the world to me for my dad to take me to a fucking. They came to Houston. Okay. I so get, so yeah. so so to wrap up my point, I'm going to dance in front of the phone. If she wants me to dance in front of the fucking phone. Yes. Because it's just. It's your daughter. Yeah. And it's the thing that the newer kids are doing. But uh, speaking of the wrestling, I loved wrestling so much back in middle school. Uh, I got into this fight with some dude. Like we started like uh, like grabbing each other, tussling or whatever. You were wrestling? We were wrestling. No, <laughs> I, I was wrestling. I guess he was just trying to grab me and push me off or whatever. Then I did this crucifix type thing where I wrapped my legs around him and then I like turned him over huh. then after that everybody like looked at me and was like hey you're the dude that wrestles when he fights right <laughs> i was like no but i didn't even know what the fuck i did right but i just loved wrestling so much that i just try to imitate that shit no yeah. it was it was so weird but uh yeah i and then i remember this one time so uh there was this dude his name was gustavo I fucking hated the dude he had highlights he was hispanic sounds he, like a piece of shit he was a fucking i don't know why i didn't like him but he was on the bus with me where we were going on our way home or whatever. And then one day he just pissed me off. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to fight this dude. He gets off. I get off too. And I start going up to him. Then I was like, hey, what's up? He's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then we start fighting, right? And I was still into wrestling or whatever. Mm. So then he punches me in the face. And I'm like, I've never seen this move in my life. Right, what the right. fuck is going on? I'm trying to powerbomb this asshole. <laughs> I grab him and I try to do a DDT. And then... <laughs> Some black dude in the back, because there's a whole group of people watching, he's like, oh, shit, a DDT. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm just like doing real, real wrestling shit or whatever. Then I grab him, and then I, I, I got his arm, and then we go next to the side of his house, and I put him back, and we break a window. I cut my arm. He cuts his head. Then after that, uh, they, they call the cops or whatever, so I run off, and I go to a McDonald's, and then uh, the, the cashier is like, hey, can I help you? And I got my arm like cut up. And I'm wrapping it up. And she's like, oh, okay. She doesn't talk to me. And mm. I just like clean it up and get the fuck off and walk home. Oh, yeah, bitch. I want an Egg McMuffin <laughs> and some Band-Aids. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, yeah, I was a dumbass when I was a kid. 
And then that, that's a, that's some of the things like I'm pretty sure. Were you a dumbass when you were younger? Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. You used to do a lot of dumb shit. Yeah. I I didn't know what I was doing then, but like I I couldn't be funny like with my words, or at least I didn't. I was like physically funny. I would do goofy shit, you know, sticking your tongue out or fucking uh, falling on purpose, but making it look like an accident. Or, I would do that. You know, just little you know physically funny shit. You know. I, I don't know. I was, I was a sports kid. That's what I did. That's what I knew. That's what I was good at. You know. And once that you know fell apart, I was still looking for camaraderie. And I found it in these you know group of kids that were you know, smoking weed and you know sneaking out at night. That's what I did. You know. And I I talked about wanting to do comedy. I just I I didn't. I never considered myself the funny one in the group, but maybe I was, or maybe I was trying to be. Really? Yeah, but I mean, it felt like other people were funnier. I remember one of the kids in the group, he was describing craft beer. He said it tastes like hippie piss. <laughs> it was the funniest fucking thing I'd ever heard. That is pretty funny. <laughs> I just didn't feel like I, I had that. But you know, somehow or another, you know, I, I, I did what I said I was going to do and you know, seven years later, here we are, you know. But what made you want to do it? Probably a want for attention. Oh, so basically the same thing everybody else does it for. Yeah. You felt like you didn't get it enough and then. Well, yeah, and that, and like for the longest time I was trying to be a tough guy to uh-huh. keep people off me. And it felt disingenuous even when I was doing it. And now I feel like I don't, I don't got to be a tough guy. I don't need to pretend, you know, I'm. I'm the motherfucker that can get along with people of, you know, different walks of life and entertain a group of strangers if need be, you know, I just, I can, I'm the same way. I can get in a conversation with pretty much anybody. As long as like they're chill, I can just talk to them all day. Yeah. I I feel like this is closer to who I am, who I want to be than, you know, the path I was on. Yeah. We're on the same wavelength. Like, I feel like that's why we can have a conversation and, it just keeps going because we, we pretty much know each other like that. Like, yeah, you're going to talk, I'm going to talk, but we, we're going to have something interesting to say. Sometimes. 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 Yeah. And other times we just say the N-word. You know? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's... <laughs> when all else fails. <laughs> so I feel like you're... Goals are going to change after your kid is born. I feel like you're going to hit hit it even harder. You're going to hit comedy even harder. You're going to work even harder because you got a kid. And I feel like it's going to get a lot better for you. I hope so, Joe. I'm glad you're optimistic because I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Which is funny because I'm negative all the I, time. So. I think it will be, though. I think uh, I'm in a good place here, you know, mentally, fiscally, uh, emotionally. Everything's very even keeled. So. Hopefully this will just add a new layer of perspective and understanding and uh, desire, you know. That's good, man. Well, we'll see you next time. Yeah. uh, Early April. How about that? I'm doing April Fool's with you. Uh, So I got to talk to you about that. Uh, We're not doing April Fool's anymore. (laughs) (laughs) No, we got got a show in April coming up. Uh, I'm bringing back Chill, bro. I like it. Bringing back Chill, bro. And... uh, Hey, we got a good show coming up. I got booked some really good comics. Uh, you're on it. Uh, Antonio Aguilar, Corliss DeLauren, uh, Tremaine Mahone, and Danny Guerrero doing a guest spot. Nice. So 
it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one but uh, i appreciate you coming back on the podcast and uh it's been a minute it it'll be a minute the next time we talk and you can drop that same stupid fucking line (laughs) love you joe all right peace